In this episode, I'm going to share another draft chapter from the book that I've been writing. In the previous chapter I shared was all about defining your vision of the future. So this new chapter is about identifying the gap between where you are today and that vision of the future, and then identifying the blocks and barriers that are holding you back and what are you going to do about it? This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. So this is the next chapter from the book that I've been writing. This is Identifying Your Blocks and Barriers. If you want to read the chapter, which does include a few links uh, to things that I reference, this is issue 361. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, And by the way, if you are an iPhone or iPad user, Substack has come out with a new app uh, just launched today. So you can go to uh, Substack and find the app. You can go to the App Store and find the Substack app. And it lets you read the newsletters that you're subscribed to in a really elegant reader experience. Um, It's pretty nice. Um, So check it out if you are a Substack user or a subscriber. So let me go ahead and dive into this chapter. So if you did read the previous chapter from my book or you listened to it in this podcast, why aren't you already living the vision that you defined using the questions that I shared in that chapter? Why aren't you working for your ideal employer? Why haven't you created your dream business? Why aren't you living the life you really want? So whatever the answer is that you just quietly whispered or shouted or thought in your head, (laughs) that's one of the barriers standing between you and your ideal future. Now, it could be lack of opportunities, financial concerns, lack of time. That's a common one. Maybe you have family responsibilities, or maybe you have a fear of failure. Now, you could let those issues hold you back forever, or you can do something about it. You can identify all the barriers and knock them down one by one. Climb over them if you have to, or find a way around them. And I shared a quote from Calvin Coolidge. Nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. So sadly, most people do give up before they even try. But you're not going to be one of those people, are you? Because grit and determination are often the only things that separate successful people from those who give up. I've watched ambitious people push through and succeed where more talented people have thrown in the towel and they've given up. 
So this chapter will help you identify what's stopping you from living the life you want. We all deal with external factors that can hold us back and keep us down. But you can create a plan and commit to eliminating those issues. However, there is another uncomfortable question to consider. Are you in your own way? One of the most significant barriers you might be facing is a lack of faith in yourself and your abilities. But that problem can be conquered too. At times it may not feel like it, but the easiest thing to change is yourself. We can't force other people to change. We try, (laughs) people try all the time, but you really can't force someone else to change or to behave differently. We may have limited control over our environment, but we do have power over our own thoughts and actions. So start there and then move on to explore any remaining barriers. Another quote, this one's from Leonardo da Vinci. One can have no smaller or greater mastery than mastery of oneself. So the first step, I want to start with identifying the gap. So what is the gap between where you want to be and where you are today? Consider your career goals and your lifestyle aspirations. Now, this could be a gap between your current profession and an ideal profession. Maybe your current job title and your ideal role. Where you currently live and where you dream of living one day. Or your current financial situation and finally achieving financial security. However, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know, I don't know what matters most to you, but you probably do after reading that previous chapter or if you listen to it in this podcast. What is your ideal vision of the future? Take a moment to capture your specific goals and how far away you feel you are from reaching them. Now, what do you need to reach your goals? What do you need to succeed? This could be any number of things. But building on the examples I just shared, you might say, well, I need to go back to school to get a degree that will help me pursue my dream profession. Or I need to find an inside champion at my dream company who can help me get a job there. Or I'd need to sell my current house move to my dream location and find a new job and home there. Or finally, I need to increase my income, reduce my living expenses, make some smart investments, and create a financial cushion that helps me sleep better at night. So the next step is to identify what's stopping you from taking action right now. If that is, if those are your goals and that's the gap, What's stopping you from taking action? There's a reason those gaps still exist. So what's in your way? Now, you may already have a clear idea of what's standing between you and your goals. 
you may already know why you're not taking action. However, and this is a little surprising, many of us know exactly what we should be doing, yet find ourselves putting it off again and again for months or even years. So I'd like to explore and discuss some of the more common blocks and ways you can overcome them. I'm going to start with fear. Fear is a big one. (laughs) Fear is a significant blocker. It keeps many people from even trying things that might dramatically improve their lives. Fear of the unknown traps people in jobs they hate, traps them in professions they no longer enjoy. Fear of failure prevents many people from starting that business they dream about building. Fear of judgment. It makes people hesitate to share something they've created. They don't want to share their poetry. They don't want to share their art. They're too afraid to share their music. Some people have such an unrelenting fear of success that they unintentionally self-sabotage. Fear of success is a real thing. They're worried about the consequences of becoming increasingly successful. For example, they might lose their friends. That does happen. They fear the unwanted side effects of success that they've witnessed in others. Unwanted attention. Losing all of their free time. Or they've already encountered negative experiences related to their past success. Being attacked by jealous peers. I read about someone whose parent used to mock them for getting good grades, believe it or not. I mean, that kind of messes with your head. Take ownership of your path to success by facing and addressing each blocking fear head on. Create a plan for how you will handle every single one. And you may need to knock them down one by one. I had to do this. I had to remove barriers between me and my goal. So I know this task isn't easy, but it is possible. Others have accomplished it, and so can you. I have a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror, I can take the next thing that comes along. So I want to move on to weaknesses. That's another block. In the book, Now Discover Your Strengths, I link that in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, go to this this, uh, episode, this article. One of the authors, Marcus Buckingham, recommends doubling down on your strengths. And it's good advice. It's great advice in a world that is obsessed with managing flaws. Uh, That's been my experience in the career world. Focusing on developing and leveraging your natural talents and strengths is a better strategy for your career than worrying about your weaknesses. And also, there is a difference between a weakness and an undiscovered talent. Something that might be labeled as a weakness may simply be a talent you've never bothered to explore before. 
However, when you find yourself blocked from achieving your goals, it could be a weakness that's holding you back. It really could. When you want something valuable, but it lies on the other side of fear, it's worth investing in removing that obstacle. When a weakness is a barrier between you and your dream career, for example, and you can actually do something about it, it's worth working on it. Addressing that weakness can change everything. For example, as I've shared before, I feared public speaking. I was terrified by it. But I could tell it was holding me back in my professional career. It was almost impossible to be visible in my industry if I was too afraid to step on stage. Couldn't give talks. It was challenging to be an effective manager and leader when I was nervous about standing in front of everyone in a conference room. How can you be a leader when you can't stand up in front of your team? Uh, huge issue. It was a weakness. So I stopped hiding from it. Stopped avoiding it. Stopped working around it. I received training and I forced myself to get a little better at it every day. And a funny thing happened along the way. I fell in love with public speaking. I really didn't. I love it. Over a few years, I transformed a weakness driven by fear into one of my most valuable strengths. And it changed the trajectory of my career forever. It made achieving my vision possible. So you can't let a weakness stop you. Another block could be missing skills. Very common. Often, skill acquisition can close the gap between where you are today and where you want to be tomorrow. For example, reaching the peak of your career might require becoming really, really good at what you do. And that requires consistently putting in the time and effort every single day. As Steve Martin said, be so good they can't ignore you. However, if the skills you need aren't part of what you do every day, you need to find other ways to acquire those skills. For example, I interviewed someone who wanted to reinvent his career and become a developer. He didn't have time to write code every day in his blue-collar job. If you want to look up that uh, podcast interview that was with Sam Sycamore, that was a few months ago, it's a fascinating story. He had to acquire the knowledge and skills on his own time after work. That meant many late nights, really late nights, and weekends dedicated to learning web development. It was challenging and tiring, but he did it. And he has a fantastic career now. You should go follow him on Twitter. It's, it's incredible. He's earning way more than he did in his previous job. And it addressed some of the, the physical health concerns he had. I mean, it's changed his life. So going back to school isn't the only way to learn new skills. It probably isn't even the best way. It's an expensive way. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best way to learn new skills because school is always a little bit behind the times. And as I just described, sometimes you can't even acquire the skills you want with your current employer. 
Therefore, the best approach to eliminating a barrier of missing skills might be to teach and train yourself. So I read an article recently. I just think it's fascinating. I love it. (laughs) I shared it on Twitter and Facebook, I think. Um, It's about Johnny Greenwood and Radiohead. So Johnny Greenwood, you know, is an incredible guitar player. He's an Oscar-nominated film composer. He had an interview with NPR, and he admitted that he faked playing keyboard when he first joined Radiohead back in the 80s. I mean, talk about faking it till you make it. Wow. So Tom York didn't even know that Greenwood was faking it. He actually complimented him on his playing. So uh, they were talking about you know, the, the noise that they were making during rehearsal, and he said it was you know, all guitars and distortion. So I would pretend to play for weeks on end. And Tom would say, I can't quite hear what you're doing, but I think you're adding a really interesting texture because I I can tell when you're not playing. And he thought to himself, no, you can't because I'm really not playing. He actually had the volume turned down on his keyboard. (laughs) So Greenwood said he'd go home in the evening and work out how to actually play chords. And cautiously over the next few months, he started turning the volume of his keyboard up. And that's how he started with Radiohead. It's a crazy story. And I don't know about you, but I I find it inspirational. I mean, it's kind of funny. He didn't let his lack of skill keep him from pursuing his dream of joining the band. But he, importantly, aggressively worked on closing that skills gap every day. So similar to missing skills, missing knowledge can be a barrier that creates a gap between you and your vision of the future. Of course, you can acquire knowledge through education and work experience. If you do have the opportunity to learn what you need to know through your current employment, by all means, seize it. Seize that opportunity. I often say that your job is your postgraduate education. Take advantage of that. However, you can also take the time and make an effort to educate yourself. Everyone should be a lifelong learner. I'm telling you, if you are not, if you're not a lifelong learner, if it's not part of who you are, you're going to get left behind. You are going to get left behind. Learning how to learn was one of the best skills I developed when I was younger. One of my professors in college, Dr. Cal Garbin, he taught us how to teach ourselves. He taught us how to find information. He's like, I want you to learn how to learn because you won't always be in school. And it sounds obvious, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of like, oh yeah, duh, of course. You should learn how to learn. If you're missing the knowledge you need to chase your goals, go get it, right? But you'd be surprised by the number of people who let a knowledge barrier stop them dead in their tracks, stop them from moving forward. They say, I can't do that because I don't know how to do that. It's not an excuse. Um, About 23 years ago, I interviewed as a design consultant. This is my first consulting agency I built. This is with a startup creating an innovative tablet device. Tablets were really new at the time. There were really no tablets out there. 
They wanted someone with experience with PDAs. If you haven't heard that acronym before, it's personal digital assistant. That's what we used to call them. And I didn't have that. I didn't have experience with PDAs because they were relatively new and quite expensive at the time. But I had a goal and I wanted it. So I made that rather expensive investment in my first Palm Pilot. I bought a couple of design and development books for the Palm OS, and I spent the weekend learning as quickly as I could. Wow. I, I dug in deep. And then I went in that next week, and I interviewed with the added confidence in my new PDA knowledge, and I won that contract. If you want something and knowledge is a barrier, close that gap. The modern world of instant access to Kindle books and online courses Coursera, Udacity, you name it, they're everywhere. It makes it so much easier to close a knowledge gap than ever before. I, I couldn't just pull up a device and, and start reading a book within a few minutes. I couldn't just click a button and start taking a course. It's so easy now. Don't let missing knowledge block you from pursuing your dreams. So now I want to talk about lack of experience. In some cases, lack of experience, it seems to be a more significant barrier than it actually is. For example, numerous times I've had clients tell me they didn't apply for a job because they didn't have the necessary years of experience that were required in the job listing. You know, it said, you need to have six years of experience doing blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I only have four. And they wouldn't apply. And I'm telling you, those are just guidelines. They load stuff with what they expect, but they make exceptions. When people find an inside champion and work their way into a company for an interview, they often discover that that years of experience is a fuzzy requirement. Employers make exceptions for extraordinary candidates they want to hire. Lack of experience. Experience or lack of specific experience, for example, in an industry or profession is also less of a barrier than you might think. It feels like a huge barrier, but it isn't always. As I often say, smart people can learn anything and ambitious people can accomplish anything. Hire smart and ambitious people and they'll figure it out. You know, I'm not the most intelligent person you'll ever meet, but I am ambitious. I've always been a little driven. And I was able to secure a role as a vice president of product management, even though I don't have an MBA. And I'd never officially worked as a product manager before. I have a design background. I was a designer and a design leader. But where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I did it. And there are more opportunities than ever before to gain the experience you need to land a great job, to launch a new business, or pursue something important to you. If you want it badly enough, you can find a way. I want to talk about another barrier, lack of credibility. In some cases, people are missing the credibility markers that will help them achieve their goals. You know, if they want to launch a new consulting practice, for example. Um, some cases you do need it. <laughs> you, need, you need medical training and a degree if you want to be a surgeon. You know, there's really no two ways about that. 
Um, in other cases, people feel like they haven't developed a reputation yet that would give other people the confidence to hire them, to partner with them, or purchase their services. Now, I'm going to go into more detail about your professional reputation and branding in a later chapter, but it's true that building credibility takes time. It does take time. But having a powerful network with people willing to vouch for you helps a lot. It really does. And much like experience, I think some people use a perceived lack of credibility as a little bit of an excuse to to delay pursuing their goals. They'll say things like, I don't have the experience and reputation yet that would convince people to work with me. Why would anyone listen to me? I've heard that one a lot. Why would anyone want to listen to me? And yeah, you should continue growing your experience, developing yourself, and building a positive reputation. But if you keep waiting until you feel ready, you may never take action to achieve that audacious vision that you have in mind. You'd be surprised by how far confidence will take you. Just get started. You will stumble a few times on the path, and that's okay. Just get up, dust yourself off, keep going. With every step, your credibility grows. You're getting more experience. People are noticing. With every step you take, the gap narrows. So I want to touch on financial issues. So I probably couldn't have built my current coaching practice as a leadership coach and career coach if I had stayed in Silicon Valley. The California Bay Area is an exceedingly expensive place to live. It's one of the worst, worst in the world. Uh, it's outrageous. My quote burn rate was so high that I would have used up my financial cushion before my new business generated enough revenue to support us. Yeah, you know, the mortgage and cost of living, just being there. You know, unfortunately, many people focus too much on trying to make more money while ignoring the power of reducing expenses. You should work on both sides of the financial equation. I'm thankful that I married someone who also believes in managing expenses and avoiding wasteful, extravagant spending. She's always been supportive of my entrepreneurial activities and adventures, and she's helped us manage our budget to stay on track. I do know that money is a significant blocker for some people and their dreams. But in some cases, that happens because people are trying to leap all the way to their grand vision instead of taking baby steps to get there. You've probably heard of a minimum viable product. Lean startups, that's how you take baby steps. You know, for example, locally, I've witnessed this happen with a few people in the restaurant industry. Most took out significant loans to invest in expensive real estate. And then they would extensively remodel the entire restaurant. And they'd go all in without doing the upfront research and testing and validation to ensure they were on the right path. In less than a year, most failed and closed their doors. On the flip side, I watched a few people take more of a lean startup approach to it, working out of a 
home kitchen, and that is valid. It's done with inspections, health inspections. So preparing stuff in a home kitchen, distributing it through cafes and farmer's markets and things like that, building up a following, getting people excited, then maybe investing in a food truck. And then after a while with that and the profits, then finally building a restaurant somewhere. They did it the right way. So be smart about investing in your future. Make sure you're making money before you spend more money. Sometimes you have to spend a little money, but don't get crazy. I always tell people this when they start a business. Make money before you spend money. I did that with my business. I had very little investment. I already had a website. And I spun up a page. And I started offering the coaching. And I had a client before I even really had put much more money into building the business. And then when I said, wow, there's a, there's a there there. This is a real business. To expand, I then invested more. But not before I was actually making money. So don't overextend yourself. Keep adding funds to your financial cushion because that makes it easier to feel secure while you're pursuing your big vision. That cushion gives you comfort. And that's obviously true for entrepreneurs, but it's also good advice for employees who are trying to climb that career ladder to success. Too many people get a taste of the good life when they land an excellent promotion, get that big raise, and they start living beyond their means. They overextend themselves, and then they feel trapped. So I want to talk a little bit about people, other people. Up until this point, I've been sharing barriers that are all about you and issues that are mostly under your control. But sometimes you are blocked by other people. They stand between you and your goals. I could write an entire book about bad bosses, the damage they do, and how to deal with them. We've all worked for at least one incompetent manager, maybe several. <sighs> Many of us have experienced terrible leaders, maybe several. So if your boss is a barrier between you and your career vision, what are you going to do about it? If you've been spending several months or even years trying to make it work, but you're stuck, it might be time to move on. Life's too short. It is way too short. Don't wait too long to make a change that will accelerate your progress. Don't let a bad boss block you. And of course, bosses aren't the only people who might be standing between you and your dreams. I've talked with clients who've suffered from unsupportive friends and loved ones. They've put off living the life they want because they didn't want to disappoint a parent or a partner. However, your life is your life. If someone is blocking you from pursuing the life you want, it's time for a really deep conversation with that person. This can't go on. Maybe you need relationship counseling. Or you might need to make a significant change. And then finally, I want to talk about environment. Because sometimes it is your environment that is the barrier holding you back. You could be living somewhere that lacks the opportunities you need to achieve your goals. Your grand vision may not be possible where you live, so you might need to move. For example, I had to leave the Midwest and move to Silicon Valley to pursue my career as a software designer. 
in the 90s, we didn't have the amazing world of remote opportunities that's available today. I had to change my environment to keep moving ahead. Years ago, I moved again. I shared this story. Um, gosh, it's been a while. Seven, seven years ago, I moved. Because my vision of an ideal future was to be surrounded by forest and be close to the mountains and lakes. I'm an outdoor guy. And I, I didn't want to live the rest of my life in a city. Some people love cities. It's not me. So I made significant changes in my life and career to make that possible. And environment also includes the people around you. As Jim Rohn says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Are they supporting you? Are the people around you encouraging you? Are the people in your life inspiring you to become the best version of yourself? Or are they holding you back and trying to keep you down? I know people who had to change their circle of friends and leave bad habits behind to become the person they wanted to be. For example, it's hard to achieve your dreams when everyone around you wants to party every night and get drunk every weekend. As James Clear often says, you can design your environment to maximize your odds of success. Don't let poor environmental conditions be a barrier between you and your dreams. So finally, just the big takeaway, take action. Take action. At some point, you risk being in eternal planning and preparation mode. Yes, sometimes you do need to eliminate some barriers. You need to close gaps in skills and knowledge. And you may need to make necessary changes in your life. But you also need to take action. What I've noticed in the most successful people is they take action. They create success habits. They build accountability systems and develop a network of people to advise and support them. They don't wait until they have all the answers. They don't wait for perfect timing. There never is such a thing. So identify your blocks and barriers and do something about them. Taking action can be as simple as creating a plan and defining a timeline for eliminating them. You can't knock down all your barriers in one day. You're not going to get rid of all your blocks in one month. But create a plan. Create a plan and a roadmap and a timeline for doing it. It's extremely motivational and you will make progress. You know, for example, how can you find a more supportive boss? How can you increase your income? How can you add passive income sources? That helps a lot. Can you create a budget to reduce your expenses and give yourself more financial breathing room? What would it take to improve your environment and your professional circle of peers? Deal with your list of barriers as well as you can. Make progress in some way every day, but always keep moving forward. So that's the end of that draft chapter. I'm looking forward to sharing more with you throughout the year. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to the newsletter at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com if you want to read these draft chapters as I complete them. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. 
And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.